In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And Heavenly Father, give you great thanks and praise for this great holy feast day of the resurrection of Jesus. We ask you to open our hearts to be surprised by your grace, Lord. Help us to know you and to surrender to you. Amen. My time of seminary. Seminary is essentially a dorm. It's like dorm living and you live in the same building that you have classes and there's a big chapel in the middle of the seminary. So it's dorm living and as brothers you live and live in the same area, you tend to be as brothers are. You have good times, you have laughs, you hang out, you have some friction amongst each other. And also, which is nature of living with each other, we prank each other sometimes. So one time I was there and um, uh, a buddy of mine was like walking up through the hall. He didn't see me, but I saw him and I knew he was going to his room. So I went in his room to scare him. Now typically, if I were to scare somebody, I'd be like, boo, you would respond like, ha, you startled me. Right, that would be the normal human reaction. So I'm in his room. He doesn't know I'm there. He opens the door, flicks the light on. I'm like, surprise! And he goes, ah, ah! And I'm like, ah! And I started screaming. Then he started screaming. Then everyone came out of their rooms and was like, what? Who got shot? I was like, I just, I just, I just, okay. And I was really embarrassed. Okay. Not the normal human reaction to being startled. But that's, that, for whatever reason, he's that kind of jumpy of a person. So I was praying with that story because I was praying with, and throughout the week, especially I was trying to enter into the, into the gospel reading, into the whole story of the resurrection of Jesus, for whatever reason, what kept coming to my prayer, my reflection, was the whole idea of being surprised. The whole idea of being surprised by the resurrection of Jesus. For whatever reason, the gospel like, kind of focuses in on that. They weren't ready. They weren't anticipating the resurrection. It was a surprise to them. And if we think about life in general, in life there's a few things we can kind of like focus on. There are certain things in life that we, we expect to happen, and there are certain things in life that we, we look to justify our, our preconceived expectations, and then there are things in life that surprise us. For example, the resurrect, for the, pardon me, the death of Jesus. The death of Jesus was expected. It was expected to happen. Why? First and foremost, everybody dies. First and foremost. Besides that, he constantly predicted it. The Son of Man must go up to Jerusalem to be died. I'll be handed over to the Gentiles, and I'll be crucified and scourged, and I will die. Constantly, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And then, what happens? He gets, he gets arrested, he goes in prison, he gets scourged, he carries his cross, and he dies. It's not unexpected. Everyone kind of expected it, kind of expected it to happen. Now, there are other times in our lives where there are, there are, we have a preconceived negative emotion, preconceived negative expectations of life, and what we do is we can look to justify our preconceived understanding of whatever it might be. For example, Judas. We all know who Judas is? Yeah? Easter crowd. Everyone's sleeping. All right. Judas is the guy that kissed Jesus and then betrayed Jesus. He's the, he's the most famous betrayer of all of human history. Is Judas. His preconceived notion, his preconceived expectations of Jesus... Was were, were that if he were to betray him, he would not be welcomed back into the fold. That God's mercy was limited. That he wouldn't be forgiven. So what did he do? By his preconceived notions, he justified himself. He chose to let his actions and his betrayals define him. And that's what we know him today. And they define him into despair and they define him into suicide. Literally. That's Judas. He allowed his own preconceived expectations to define him. Now we can do that in the church. I love being a priest. Super complicated though. 
Right? Why? Because the church is complicated. Because we're full of humans. And humans tend to be complicated. So, we can have a preconceived expectation of the church thinking what? Oh my gosh, the parking lot's going to be terrible. There's going to be somebody rude. They're going to be mean to me. There's going to be someone who's going to say a comment I don't want to hear. You know what the church? The church, Father Pierre, is just a business. They just want money. Right? Hear it all the time. It's a fun conversation to have. And today, of all days, we have two collections. So yeah, we want your money. So your preconceived notion is kind of accurate. Why? Because, as it turns out, things in the world, in the material world, cost money. To educate a seminarian is a tuition. To turn the lights on costs money. To build bricks, to want a new, new parking lot, it costs money. We're not a business, but we're, we're ready for preparing ourselves and to justify, this is why I don't go to church. We're ready to justify. We're ready to show our expectations and to prove our own points. Instead of being open to the truth. Back to Judas. Think of Judas. Imagine if he would have repented. He is known in human history as the greatest betrayer of all time. Imagine if he would have known the mercy of God. St. Peter, who was the first of apostles, the first pope, betrayed Christ three times and persevered and endured and patient and wept over his sins and wept over his betrayal. And what happened? He was redeemed because he sought the mercy of God. And to this day, he's one of the greatest saints of all times. He's my namesake. What if that was Judas? Imagine if Judas would have stayed. Instead of the preconceived expectations that the apostles are going to judge him. Or that Christ won't forgive him. Or that he'll be ostracized from the community because he betrayed Jesus. Imagine if Judas would have stayed. And Jesus would have gone to him and said, I know you betrayed your master for money. You betrayed me with the endearing kiss of a brother. But I forgive you. And then Judas would have gone across the entire world preaching. Trust me, your sins are not bigger than mine. And Christ forgave me. Imagine, we had the letters of St. Paul who never met Jesus. And the letters of St. John who was the beloved disciple. The letters of Peter who was, who was the one who betrayed him. Imagine if in the scriptures we had the letters of Judas. The man who betrayed Jesus but repented. But he didn't. Why? Because of his preconceived expectations of God, of God incarnate in Jesus Christ. What if we would have just changed ourselves? As we walk into church, we change our minds. Thank God there's going to be people here volunteering to direct me. Thank God that I have a car that drives me in, drives me out. Thank God that people are generous enough that we can sustain our finances in the church. Why can't we just shift and go to the mercy and love of a Christian life, of a Christian community. It's on us. Now, things that we expect to happen are justification of preconceived expectations and there are things in our lives that surprise us. And for me, that was the focal point of my prayer. Was that why wasn't anybody ready for the resurrection of Jesus? None of them. Nobody. The soldiers were guarding the tomb of Jesus. Why? Mary... Not in this gospel, in Luke's gospel. She went with her other girls. They went to the tomb with spices. Why? To, to, to anoint the body of Jesus. They were going on the first of the day, Choshaba on Sunday, to anoint the dead, lifeless, cold body of Jesus. That's what they were expecting to find. But surprise! The tomb was empty. Surprise! The boulder that was supposed to be blocking the tomb was moved. Why weren't they ready for it? 
Nobody was. They go to Peter, the first of the apostles. John, the beloved disciple. Hey, the tomb is empty. Their response should have been, yeah, of course it's empty. He told us a thousand times he's going to resurrect. It should be empty. It would be weird if it wasn't empty. The expectation should have been the empty tomb. The expectation should have been the resurrection of Jesus. So all of us walk into our lives because of our life circumstances, because of our preconceived notions for whatever it is in our lives, we're not ready to be surprised. But just like Mary, just like Peter, just like John, just like all the apostles, all the Christian faithful who were following Jesus, they were surprised. The question becomes for you, what does Christ have in store for you? What is his surprise to you? He's ready. He's going to surprise you. Do we go to Jesus looking for mercy? Do we look to Him for, for, for love and for fulfillment of our lives? Or do we have a preconceived expectations that if I follow Jesus, it'll be a miserable existence. If I follow Jesus, I will live a life of guilt and of frustration and of anger. Or do we seek the truth of Jesus? That it becomes so incredible as Christian faithful, so incredible as disciples and followers of Jesus, that when we have this paradoxical surrender of our lives to Jesus, we find happiness. When I live a life of forgiveness instead of vengeance, of peace instead of anger, of generosity instead of greed, my life changes. I become fulfilled. I become happy. I become less anxious. I sleep better. I pray better. I'm not scared of death. I'm not scared of anything. Because of the resurrection of Jesus. And my life is finally peaceful. Finally the fulfillment that I've been seeking since the day I was born. Only is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Are you ready? This is the question for you, my brothers and sisters. On this great and holy feast day. The greatest of all feast days in the entire year. Are we ready? Are we anticipating? Do we run to the tomb... Allow all our preconceived expectations to be crushed and then surrender to the resurrection of Jesus. Surrender to the resurrected Jesus. Allow the resurrected Jesus to surprise you. And all you have to do is respond and surrender. Amen.